Well, I tell you, I have so much to be thankful for. There's one thing that I'm so thankful for. Some of you are going to think I'm goofy, but that's okay. Some of you already do. I'm thankful for swimming pools. I'm thankful for a place where I can go swimming. And for, for years, most of you realize that for years, Rebecca and I lived in Austin. We lived in the greater Austin area for 32 years. So the majority of my swimming I did down at Barton Springs. Now, what y'all probably don't know, or you probably never thought about it anyway, Barton Springs is not the oldest swimming pool in Austin. Deep Eddy is the oldest swimming pool in Austin. As a matter of fact, Deep Eddy is the oldest swimming pool. Now, I'm not talking about swimming holes. You know, that's a different kettle of fish. But it's a swimming pool, you know, something where somebody's gone in and put in concrete and all that. Deep Eddy, which is also down on the Colorado River there, a little bit down from Barton Springs, which is in Zilker Park, was built in 1916. Okay, Barton Springs didn't become a pool. Now, the springs were there a long time. The springs have been there since God put them there. But the pool part of the springs wasn't there until wasn't there 1918. We, and Deep Eddy is my second favorite swimming hole in Austin. And a lot of times when, when there are floods or other things that cause Barton Springs to be closed, Deep Eddy would be open. And it was quite a place back in the, early, in the early part of the 20th century. They actually had a 50-foot diving platform. They actually had a horse that used to dive into Deep Eddy down there, if you, can, if, if you can imagine that. And there was a Ferris wheel down there, and it was quite an amusement center back in those days. Rebecca and I and our children have spent many an hour there in enjoyment over the years. One, another thing they do there in the summertime, they play movies down there. At 8 o'clock on Saturday night in the summertime, you can go down there and you can lay on your float in the pool and watch the movie. It's a great thing. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to do in August in Austin. Let me tell you, because deep, deep, oh, by the way, Deep Eddy is like Barton Springs. Deep Eddy is 68 degrees year round. So it's in, in August, it's heaven. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Anyway, our scripture reading this morning comes from Colossians chapter 3. I think it's interesting that Cliff, the other night for our community Thanksgiving service, chose this scripture also. And those of you that are in the Monday night Bible study know that I chose this scripture for a memory scripture for us. And it just really doesn't get much better than this. If all of us would actually embody what instructions Paul gives us here in Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 17, what a wonderful world it would be. I mean, really and truly. It really would. Consider the word of the Lord. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, Forgive each other. 
just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Loving God, God who has given us so much to be thankful for, let us always reflect our thanksgiving to you and our love for each other. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. God's chosen ones. So y'all didn't know you were going to get another sermon on predestination, did you? Paul says here, and by the way, Jesse mentioned it in the children's sermon. Paul is under arrest while he's writing these things. Something to remember. But in this particular passage, it shows us as God's chosen ones, how we really can live a harmonious, joyful life, giving thanks to God and working together to show other God's goodness and grace. So what do God's chosen ones do, according to Paul here? You know? And a little bit about being chosen John Wesley said that his idea of election was we're all chosen, right? Everybody's chosen. The rub comes in as to whether or not we accept the choice, right? We accept God's choosing us. Just like we've been, we've been studying about Abram in our, our Monday evening Bible study. You know, God came to Abram and said, you know, leave your home. And your family. He didn't have to. God chose him, but he went along with God's choice. Well, the first thing God's chosen ones know how to do is they know how to dress, right? They know how to dress. Paul lists the uniform there for God's chosen ones. And aren't uniforms great? I mean, I, I, I mean that. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a sarcastic manner at all. You know, they're very helpful. If, if you look around, I mean, what if the police didn't wear uniforms? It'd be hard to tell them from the other people, right? I remember when my children were in grade school, the parent-teacher fellowship kept going round and round as to whether or not we should have uniforms for the children. 
and finally, by the grace of God, since prevailed, and uh, and we decided to have uniforms for our children. You know, if any of you ever happen to be in on on that sort of deal, I would I would encourage you to be all for uniforms. They're one of the best things you can do for children in a school environment. Cuts out all the uh, it cuts out a bunch of stuff. I won't, I won't go there. And when you look at them, you, you all know that they're school children in a particular school. We don't see it as much, but you still see them around sometimes. You'll see a child in a school uniform. And you don't think, well, I wonder if that person's an uh, usher at a movie theater or, uh, or, or something else. You know that they're a child in school. Well, Paul's telling us the same thing here. As Christians, we ought to dress a certain way. And if we dress that way, if we put on those clothes, if we put on that uniform, then people will recognize us as Christians. And, of course, he lists it there, you know. The uniform is compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. And that's not all. He goes on. Forgiveness, right? Forgiveness. And then above all, he says, put on love, which binds everything together in harmony. I believe if all of us wore that uniform all the time, nobody in the world would have any trouble figuring out who we followed. There wouldn't be a question in their mind whatsoever. He goes on to say, as God's chosen ones, we know how to live together with each other, and we know how to worship God. And how do we do that? How do we let, as he says here, the peace of Christ rule in our hearts? He says, be thankful, right? And be thankful. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. To be thankful. And what? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, when I was thinking about that this morning and earlier this week, I thought, well, there are a lot of words of Christ we could let dwell in us. Bunches of them. And Paul doesn't list any specific ones here in this particular passage. But I was thinking about the fact that we are celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And I was thinking about the first folks who celebrated Thanksgiving here. And the words I've come up with are the words that Jesus speaks there in Matthew chapter 7, where he says, he says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Right? For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Those are some pretty good words of Christ to, to let dwell in us richly. And I think it's important that we remember the people who came over here and celebrated the first Thanksgiving, they came over here they had asked for religious freedom, and they didn't get it. So they sought it out, and they found it. And they continued to knock on the door and get it 
when they got here, you know? And I think it's crucial that we remember what Thanksgiving is all about, you know? It's nice to get together with family and friends sometimes and eat turkey and dressing and all that sort of stuff. But we all know that's really not what it's about. It's about giving thanks to God because we can worship God and we're free to worship God. That's what it's about. And that's the word of Christ, asking, seeking, knocking, that if we let dwell in us, manifest in all sorts of wonderful ways. And that shows us how to worship too, right? When we let the word of Christ dwell in us, we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. With, with what? With gratitude in our hearts. With gratitude in our hearts. That's the proper posture to take. I was speaking of gratitude. Now, I wonder, do birds have gratitude? I know all of you have spent a lot of time thinking about that. But, uh, but it just happened this, this morning, this morning, about 7.20 or so, I thought they were making a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Out here on, on the church property, there must have been five, 600 blackbirds out there, right? I think Carl saw them. He's shaking his head. And I'm wondering, are they grateful? And I think they are. I think they are. I think God's creatures show gratitude. And then as God's chosen ones, we are shown what to do and how to live, right? That last verse there, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wow. Think about that. Can you scream at somebody in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father? Can you do any number of things that we don't like to do? And it's not hard to do if we choose to do it and we remember whose we are and why we're here. I'll never forget one day we were down at Deep Eddy. We were down at Deep Eddy and our son, Ben, must have been about three. Now there's another thing about Deep Eddy I didn't tell y'all. Besides the fact that it's the oldest swimming pool in Texas and it's a nice 68 degrees most of the time, it actually can get cooler. It has a ginormous shallow pool. It has a shallow area that's about the size of the sanctuary. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tremendous shallow area. And, and it's, it starts out, I think, at a foot or a foot and a half. And then there's kind of a gradual slope and it gets to about three feet, and then it stays at three feet for a long, long ways. Well, anyway, we were down there one day in the summertime when Ben was about three, I think, and he, he's going from that one-foot area to the three-foot area, and it kind of sliding down, and he slid down and fell under the water. He freaked out. He freaked out. He's kicking around and screaming and, and going on and everything else. I guess he thinks he's going to drown, you know. 
but he's not going to drown. I mean, we're there, and, and all he has to do is stand up. That's all he has to do. He just has to stand up. I grabbed him by the, by the top of the arm here and picked him up and said, Ben, it's okay. All you have to do is stand up. The water's not over your head. You know, I think that's what I think that's what Paul was telling us here too, you know. We're God's chosen ones. If we'll just stand up and choose it. You know, today today is Christ the King Sunday also. And this is when we celebrate that Christ is the King. We are citizens of Jesus' kingdom, of his world. We need to live into that. And we live into that by clothing ourselves with these things and by being thankful in all things. And it's really not hard. We're in the shallow water. As we could say, come on in, the water's fine. We're in the shallow water and all we have to do is stand up in what God has blessed us in. Stand up in God's love. Stand up in God's forgiveness. Stand up in God's mercy and be thankful because as Paul said again, we are God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. And that's something to be thankful for. Amen.